concentric circles and in squares within squares. Hello and welcome to It's Not Polite to Ask alongside my interim co-host, Brandon Shaw. I am your host, Albert Destrade. We just returned from a trip, Brandon and I. We had a little brocation, a little mini getaway. We went to a Major League Baseball game. Dude, incredibly weird, but fun trip. Just so many weird and interesting people and experiences along the way. We went to Georgia. We went to see a Major League Baseball game. We saw some drunk. Dude, those people in the South, they do not give many fucks. They get after it. They, they drink like there's something to prove. At one point, a guy came up to us at a bar, hammer drunk, and he's just like, what's going on, guy starts talking to us, and we're like, oh, we just got here from Miami, and he's like, I know. This guy walks up to you, starts trying to nibble on your phone, sits next to us, and I think he said, I'm sorry for the way I am, something to the, that extent, and then the guy comes up and goes, can you believe this fucking guy? Don't know him, but I like him. And then you said, we're coming in from Miami. And he goes, I know. I know. He's like, I know. I get it. And that was one of the least weird interactions we had there. B, you know, it's it's funny, man. We've done a lot of trips before, but we hadn't done like a buddy trip in a while. And I think it it is nice to do that. I think you need a balance in friend time, relationship time, family time. Like balance is important. And I think that sometimes like, dude, I I see it. I remember I, I, you know, I've dated girls and I've seen people in relationships where like, once they get in that relationship, you'd start to lose the friend. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is? You know what I just figured out? It's like your, your main like dating romantic relationship is like you've got this uh, like flower or like plant in a little pot and you got to take a lot of care of it and you got to have the maintenance to it. And your bro friends are like a uh, little cactus. Yeah not, oh yeah, not, oh yeah. not as much maintenance, but every three months you got to throw some water in there. Yeah. Every, every <laughs> quarter you pour like a half a Miller light in there yeah. to make sure, to make sure it's yeah, okay. Yeah. And it, it's true. It's like, I think as we get older for guys, you, you lose that buddy that you had that you talk to all the time. You don't lose them, but you, you go from talking like every day to once a week to once a month to like every now and then. Well, you know what it is? It's guys turn into bitches and they don't know how to tell their significant other that they need to prioritize occasionally hanging out with their buddies. Hanging out with our friends is important. It's, it's super it, important. It's super important, dude. It's like, I, I think in your 20s, it's like therapy, man. in your 20s, that's all it's about. It's like me and my bros, me, yeah, and, my, yeah. me and my peoples. Yeah, yeah. And I think as you get your 30s and especially 40s, your, your circle gets smaller and smaller. It's not because you lose, you lose quality of friendships. It's because you just, life fucking happens, dude. That too. But I also think that as you get older, and I apologize for getting deep here, as you get older, your friends become your sounding board and you start figuring out that you don't want certain people to be your sounding board. Interesting. And, and your lives go in different directions, right? Like yeah, yeah. your one friend gets married, has kids, your other friend's single, your other friend's like divorced. It's like everyone's yeah, at a different That's what we're saying stage. now. It shouldn't be an excuse. You don't make time for your buddies. You should make time for your buddies. And yeah. it's, I think that that's a healthy part of life is maintaining quality relationships with your pals outside of it. Like, dude, at the end of the day, like your wife or your girlfriend or your significant other, that's your person, but it's, you're allowed to have other really good friends. I think, yeah. I think, um, I think I can remember that I was dating a girl and she once told me, Brandon, she said, she loves me 100% of the time, but she likes me 94%. And I think that's the right amount of time that you should do that. I think like like you and your other, your significant other, you're not going to have that like, like all the time. You need like a genuine friend who's not your relationship person to like do the shit that your partner doesn't want to do. Go to the ball games, go with the concerts that you don't want to I have never liked anybody anywhere close to 90% of the time. 
that you've dated? You think that you think it's high percentage? Are we talking about dating? No, just it, alive. I oh, human. Definitely don't like you ninety percent of the time. You're in one of the top tiers of people that I like percentage wise, and you're it, well into the eighties. But I'm, you, I'm well into the. You've 80s? never even touched. 90. I'm not scraping ninety. Nah, not even close. Come on, bud. Not even close. What? You're a little left-handed junior varsity pitcher. You're in the eighties. How much do you think you're able to be liked? Seventy. You're this. You think the seventies is yeah. your ceiling? Most honestly, that, but that's like the max. And I'm. I feel like. Uh, oh, you're so much more likable. I think a little oh, bit. I think it's God. fair to say I'm a little bit. Not more. even close. People hate me immediately. <laughs> it's insane. And one of the things that I've learned is that that's okay, and I have to be aware of it and just try to minimize how much people hate me. You're not. A, you're not a golden retriever. But you have seen it. Bit. You've seen it before. I've said a word. People are thinking, "Fuck that guy." You think it's that? You think it's that bad? Oh yeah, buddy. I don't and know. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I think you come to expect it now. You I think, know what I think is? you like prepare for it. In, You're like, in, I know they're not oh, going to yeah, like yeah. me. In work life and sometimes even in social uh, like situations, I've just embraced being the villain and I don't hate it. Yeah. You're just like, I'm going to be yeah. myself. I'm going to make the comments I'm going to make. And if they like it, they don't. Oh, they for like sure. It. People at work are afraid of me. hundred percent. Why is it? Is it your, your build or is it your demeanor? I think seventies is like the top capacity that I'm able to be like by my like close friends. And most people find me in the fifties and sixties. Interesting. Oh, yeah. All right, Brian, let me ask you this. Okay. So if you think that the, the like quotient is low for you, Super for people, low. right? Super low. And we just talked about, like, you, you need regular friends in life. What about if you date someone and you break up? Can that relationship still maintain as a friendship? Can you still be friends with your ex after you broke up? Uh, the long answer is no, and the short answer is also no. No all the way across the board? It's not That's possible? Correct. That's correct. Why? I think that you Why can, that? I think that you can like sleep with somebody and be their friend, but you can't date them and be their friend. Yeah. Because in order to be a friend, you have to either support somebody like through and through and like be happy for them at all their happy moments or be able to like properly communicate that you hate what's happening to them and like just tell them to their face. And I feel like when you date somebody, there's like a disconnect there. Like there's too many like good for you. So happy. Like, it's all, like, fucking eggshells, and that's not your friend. It could be, like, an acquaintance. Right. You mean acquaintance. You know what I think the problem is, too? What's that, up, That contributes negative? Alcohol. I think if, if it wasn't for alcohol, men and women who had a relationship history could be friends. But once alcohol or substances get involved, people just... alcohol make, and, and, and penises. I think it's... Yeah. Yeah. I think the penis really... Well, the alcohol makes the penis make worse decisions, right? He's just always like, penis, you, you should do this. And penis he, is like, I don't know if I'm sure about that. And he's like, come on, buddy. You my penis is perfectly capable of making some bad sober decisions. Like, I need to get in check. Yeah, but alcohol just, I think, exacerbates the problem. It just literally takes... So I had to check my penis into AA, is what you're saying? Not to mention that. It's not just a sexual component. It's also... Alcohol does something where it, it wakes up the demons. So, like, mm -hmm. I think you could be fully confident in a relationship, fully confident with a person, and you know what al alcohol does, Brandon? It creates doubt. It creates what if. Just a creepin'. Yeah. Like, creepin'. Literally. Just a creepin'. Eric Church, the song Creepin', is literally about the demons that alcohol stirs up. Because I've been in that moment, Brandon. How, been, many, how many people do you think, think that that song's about a creepy guy? All the dumb people. Yeah, so all the people. None of the smarts. That song is literally about what happens to humans because we're, this is how we're it's wired. It's the demons creeping in. Bro, you know how many times I've seen a human being be like, I don't want to be with this girl. I can't stand her. I'm done with it. I'm over. I can't wait to break up with her. Then they break up with her and then they're like, 
man, did I mess up with her? Was she the one? Should I get back with it? Like alcohol makes you always second guess decisions. Like there's been girls where I'm like, this girl is not it. I am happy for her. I am glad she's moved on. And then I have one sip of whiskey and I'm like, Hmm, I wonder what she's up to. Man, I feel like you have something to add here, buddy. Let it go. This is a safe space. It's us and our listeners. It's not polite to ask, fam. This is a judgment-free zone, guys. This is a, a this is the trust tree. We are in the nest. If Brandon can't speak freely here, where can he speak freely? Yeah. Can I get an amen, guys? We are not going to cancel our interim calls. He ain't going to get canceled in this place. Yeah. Well. What do you got, man? Give it I to me. I don't know, man. Give it to me. Open it up. I, I'm let, telling you, I just really don't need whiskey for me to act in these sort of ways. I just, I'm just a second guesser. You're a second guesser? I'm just a second guesser. I agree with that. You know what? You know what I think ends up happening, Brandon, when people get in this weird spot? And you can disagree with me. Tell me if you disagree with this. Okay. I think when people get in this weird middle ground between like, should I be friends with this person? Should I be in a relationship with this person? Should I let them go? Should I keep them? You know what ends up happening? They end up in situationships. Oh, yeah. And there's a word for it. It's called comfortable. Yeah. When they get comfortable. Yep. But they're also uncertain. It's like a, it's like a comfortable uncertainty. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I've attacked bartenders on multiple occasions on this show, but it's the whole bartender thing. Like you're in that world and like you're making enough money to be happy and you're friends with all those people. And like, you're like, should I leave? And there's better opportunities, but I'm happy here. The whole bartender thing. I, I think that's a really good analogy. And I'm, and I'm actually, I'm going to pull this up. I attack bartenders on this show. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bartenders. I come after them. Yeah. Watch out for spitting your drinks, Papa, because you're not going to have a good situation. All right. Circling back here to the situation ship, so guys, um, it's not polite to ask, fam. Here are 10 signs that you might be stuck in a situation ship. Brandon, let me know if any of these ring an alarm bell for you. Number one, things don't progress. There's certain relationship milestones you should expect when relationships move forward. You have dinners together, share Saturday nights, meet friends. When these things do not occur, this is a red flag. Where do we get this from? This is from InStyle.com. Wow. Number two sign that you are stuck in a situationship. You are not integrated in his life. Clearly a woman wrote this. <laughs> As you become a couple with someone, you go to their favorite coffee shop together, learn the name of their favorite barista, visit them at work, meet their colleagues, go to their favorite restaurant. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You are wait, 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 wait. No, I got to interrupt. I got to interrupt. Derailing the whole segment. Favorite barista? Favorite barista. Holy shit. You don't so have a favorite? There's people showing up to Starbucks being like, nobody drizzles the caramel on like fucking Ken does. I think for you, Brandon, this would be favorite bagel artist. Yeah. First of all, nobody's touching Paolo. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, this is not an episode of Friends. We do not have a favorite barista. Get the fuck out of here. Definitely that, written by a woman. That, this is part of definitely the, written by a woman in La La Land. This is part of the integration to life. You're not integrated as life. You're not spending time with people they, they care about. You're not shown or mentioned on their social media. That's a big one in nowadays. You are um, you're not integrated to the places they go to. That is number two. Number three, you don't go on actual dates. Part of the dating process involves courting one another. Taking one to shows is an investment that the person is important. But if the person you're going out with does outdoor dining with their friend but chooses not to take you out, you've got a problem. Yikes, this girl sounds a little upset. Mm -hmm. Number four, the convention is superficial. When things stay at surface level, that shows the person is not taking time to get to know you or share parts of themselves with you. Without connection or intimacy, things cannot progress. Which one of my exes wrote this? Number five, plans are inconsistent and not planned in advance. This shows a lack of investing energy and That's time. Google Calendar's fault. <laughs> in the process of getting to know you. This is a concrete indicator that the person is not very invested in you or the relationship. 
Granted, there are people who are more fly by the seat of their pants. That's you, Brandon. But even those people will make a date in advance when they're looking to impress someone they're interested in. Number six, there's no future talk. Ooh, this is this is definitely a big one that girls double down on. I mean, I've got a lot of favorite rappers. Future is one of them, but I, I don't know. I think that you're not giving Drake his just due here. <laughs> no future talk. A normal part of a relationship involves planning for the future. Whether that is trying a new restaurant, planning a trip, introducing you to a friend who will be in town. If they aren't talking to you about events coming up they want you to be a part of, it is a sign that person is not counting on you being around in the future. Number seven. Dun, da, 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 you have not had the DTR talk. Define the relationship. At some point, every relationship hits a moment where it needs to be defined. Does it? I don't know. Ask Webster's. Are you dating other people? Do you have romantic feelings towards me? Do you believe in monogamy? Do you want to be exclusive? I also refer to these as traps, but <laughs> most people will put this conversation off as long as possible. When, you're in it, when you are three to six months into the relationship and nobody's brought this up, that is unusual. It is not a great sign, and you may be the one that needs to initiate the conversation if you're hoping to turn your situationship into a real relationship. Brandon has left the building. <laughs> Number eight, you don't have a special event date partner. You find yourself at family dinners, holidays, weddings, and other events where you hope to have somebody with you all by yourself. Not being able to bring a person that you're romantically involved with is a sign of where you stand in each other's lives. Number nine, there's no concrete proof you're a couple. His friends have never heard of you. His family doesn't know you exist. This is also known as the Manti tale. There's no, si <laughs> there's no sign of you in his social media. Listen, it's understandable in the beginning of a relationship, especially during COVID, but at a certain point, it becomes a meaningful indicator of where you stand. And lastly, number 10, you are anxious or bored a lot of the time. When you don't have regular dates, phone calls, or texts, the inconsistency can ultimately get to you and leave you feeling anxious. Does this woman have like a direct link to her calendar to book appointments for therapy or like, how do I get in contact with her here? She is really del delved deep into this. It's really fucked up for her to just attack me individually. I know she could have at least mentioned you by name. Jesus. If you're feeling these things, this can be a sign that you are in a situationship that isn't on the right track. I wasn't before, but now I am thanks to this woman. Yeah. Brandon, did you, did you feel triggered by this list? Jesus she just direct attacked me. She really did. And I, I think that's kind of what happens when people are get, get in these weird middle grounds where they're like, I want to be friends with this person. I don't want to lose this person. I still want to keep them around, but I don't know what to do. It's, it's like, to, it's like 2021's version of like, it's complicated. You know what though? People don't have all the answers and I've had partners who have brought these conversations up. And sometimes I'm like, Hey, I don't have all the answers and I respect your ability to not be happy. And if you need to leave, you can leave. For it's not polite to ask family if you've had a situationship recently or are in one currently, please message us on social media. Please email us at it's not polite to ask at gmail.com or our Instagram or Twitter page. Also, if you don't mind, put it in the comments too. Put it in the comments for our page and let us know what your situationship is and maybe we'll break it down next episode. I'm going to be lame. I'm going to say everybody's in some sort of situationship until they're not. You think this is super common? Everybody who's dating, unless you like start dating and then you're like official boyfriend and girlfriend in two weeks you're in some sort of 
situationship where you're feeling fuck that lady well especially in their 20s i think most people in their 20s are just figuring shit that's what out. i'm saying everybody in their 20s and 30s 30s is a little bit different well you said it so i'm just agreeing with you yeah. 20s and 30s yeah i think some people have an idea what they want this so, is this is for the people who don't so we know. both agree that 20s and 30s not many people have it figured out yeah that's what we're anybody saying anybody who's turned 30 in the last six months not yeah. pointing at you brandon but potentially you yeah, yeah. oh shit you're seven now yeah brandon i got one i got one more question here for you because we've been talking a little bit about Situationships, relationships, all these different, you know, staying yeah, friends. Back off. Staying friends with your yeah, exes. I got one question for you. Here we go. What do you think about because everyone nowadays meets on what? The stupid dating ass. We've we've talked about them at length on the program. Mm -hmm. What do you think about meeting people at the workplace in your office relationship? Are you think that's is that a better way to do it? Is that okay? Is it a no? It is, is it a yes? Excellent place to meet people and is a horrible idea bad idea you think it's a good place to meet but it won't. oh yeah what's wrong with it what's wrong with it is uh after the uh 99 of relationships that end you now work with the person that you used to date and uh for anyone who has dated me you can uh tell the rest of our listeners they're not happy <laughs> yeah they're not happy. all right i used to agree with you i used to think this was 100 right it's a no-go it's like the old uh you know don't poop where you eat type stuff type mentality i don't know why yeah. i said poop when we curse yeah, poop poop aggressively yeah, on this poop, program poop. Um, but I, I think I've evolved my take on that, Brandon. I think mm -hmm. that dating within the workplace is not the end of the world. You see these people, you get to know them. I feel like when you date on a surface, you're getting a surface human, but at work, you kind of see what a person's like. So I feel like you're getting more accurate, uh, Intel to who you're dating or who you might potentially date. Yes. If it break, if it ends up in a breakup, it might be a little bit awkward, but when? don't. Yeah. Sorry. When? Okay, when? But just, just I'm sorry, statistically when. Yeah. Statistically. And maths. But why can't we be maths always there? But why can't we be broken up and hang around people? Why can't we just be around our exes and we not can. make it super weird? Oh, we can. But can then we? the whole question of, you know, do you want to be happy? That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a separate subject. <laughs> so you think it'll you think it'll inflict misery on you as a broken up person? I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an example here. I uh dated a girl who at the time I was actually a uh personal training intern. And she worked in the same building as me, not even in the same uh, gym area. And when we were dating, she would come in and see me and laugh and joke and hang out. And then literally the day after we break up, all of a sudden the noise in the gym is too loud. And oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're not allowed to use the. Uh, the main building restrooms anymore this sounds like the early portions of like one of those cheesy horror movies where like we're dating everything is great and all of a sudden wah, wah, wah. most uh most work-related situations where you're dating do turn into horror movies yeah that's <laughs> that's a very okay. astute observation there but, i'm just saying and then we didn't we didn't even directly work together we worked in the same building and it was a disaster yeah but why, okay why did that relationship end so poorly? Well, you guys couldn't just end like amicable adults. You couldn't be a regular uh, person. I'm going to say my personality. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say my personality and antics are, are the reason that it couldn't end amicably. Personal lunacy. Yeah. 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 Which most people are, are yeah. a victim of. We, you and I always talk about that. Everyone is some level of crazy. Everyone mm -hmm. has like a different amount yep. or kind of crazy. Right. Yep. Along with the fun sexual crazy. You do get the regular crazy with me. You get the regular yeah. crazy. You, you do. Uh, people don't understand. They're like at nighttime. This is so much fun, but. Wait till you spend some time with me during the day. You get the regular stuff. Yeah, because I, I like and, to think yeah. of myself as like pretty rational and mm -hmm. composed, but you know that I have a certain degree of crazy, yeah. just like everyone else, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. 
once you hear my first argument with myself in the shower, you're like, maybe I should get out of here. <laughs> you're like, this this might be an unstable human being. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's interesting. So I'm pretty open about it. Okay, so despite how much we might try to like end on good terms, it's always going to be, it's probably a bad idea. You know you're, what you're you could right. do? You could do once removed and you can date somebody that you work with's friend because you start to get to know the people that you work with and they start to get to know you. And so maybe they have a good observation for how you are and who could be a good companion for you. I'll give you that. How about that? I agree with that, but I feel like every, and, and that's, that's a really good point. Because any argument that you have against that, you can directly have an argument against dating the actual person. Listen, I agree with that. And I think that that's, I think that's actually the best way to meet people, right? Getting introduced. Yeah. Somebody people says like, hey. helping people. It's the human fund. Exactly. Like somebody being like, yo, I want you to introduce my friend is always the best way to do it. My problem with that is in my personal experience. Here we go. When somebody tries to introduce me to someone, they always end up showing me someone that looks almost exactly like me, mm -hmm. only in female form. Right. Because yeah, I'm brown. And yeah. they're like, well, he's brown and she's brown. You gotta keep the shades together. Yeah. They mm -hmm. just they don't understand that I I date women that exclusively are tall, light, and domestic, like mm -hmm. the beer that I like. Yeah, yeah. They, sure. they don't process that I don't I don't have the interests that they would align. So I think, yes, I think it's a good way to meet them, but they have to understand what your type is. But again, we're assuming now that you've worked with this person for X, Y, Z amount of time and they, oh, they would get it. Yeah, they understand. That's what I'm getting at. That person is going to become kind of more than a friend in some ways. You're going to spend, you know, a lot of hours a day with that person and they'll understand, especially after meeting you for eight minutes that you like, you know, not girls that look like you. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And Brandon, the positive thing for you is that they'll know, immediately know what your type is because you like insane women. So that's not too hard to find. I don't like insane women. Just because I end up with insane women doesn't mean I like insane women. You're telling me you're not into the crazy? I mean, sure. Do I like it? Yes. Would some say I love it? Sure. But <laughs> do I like it? No. <laughs> you just happen to pursue it. Kind of like this program. I uh, attract it. You know what it is? It's, it's the crazy attracts the crazy. And that's why we're here. And that's why we have this podcast. But I just secretly want to be with sweet girl next door, Mary Sue, who just bakes on the weekends and loves her mom. Mary Sue, if you're listening, please give us a five-star rating. Please subscribe. Please give Brandon a chance for happiness to meet you. And please check us out next week when we're back. Guys, for my fantastic interim co-host, Brandon Shaw, I am your host, Albert Destrada, and this is It's Not Polite to Ask. Polite to Ask.